Merrimack Bakehouse is now bringing fresh-made bread and pizza crusts to Sperduti Farms in Newcastle, PA, every Saturday. If you're in the area, stop by and get some delicious produce as well as baked goods. Also, it's not too late to enter our selfie competition in Wampum, PA. All information is posted on Facebook at Merrimack Bakehouse and Twitter at Merrimack Podcast. Take a selfie with Lil Nebby and tag us on social media before September 18th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a Merrimack gift pack. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Merrimack. Today we're making pesto. I had a really nice patch of basil this year. I planted it in a big, long planter. And I, it just came out really nice. And I, I couldn't wait until it was ready to make pesto. I love pesto. So I thought that would be a good recipe for our podcast. Pesto is pretty easy to make. There's a few different things you can do with it. Of course, it's wonderful on pasta. I'm going to give you the recipe for the pesto. And then I'm going to give you my recipe for pesto chicken and pasta. First of all, you need nice, fresh basil. Even if it's the end of the growing season and your basil is not perfect, it just works fine. And you want to pick the leaves and take the stems off. You need two cups of fresh basil leaves. So what I do is I go to my plant. I'd like to pick the tallest ones and I'll cut the stem off even with the soil because it's a little easier to get the leaves off like that way and, you know and then you got it. If you don't want to do that, you can just pick the leaves off, but I think it's easier to just cut the stem off and then pull the leaves off. And you don't want the little stems on your leaves, so when you're cleaning it, just just pick the leaves off and lay them in your measuring cup and kind of press them down a little bit until you have two cups of fresh basil. I used a glass measuring cup because basil is very aromatic and it may cling to plastic a little more than you would like. Just take like a regular old glass measuring cup and press your leaves in there until you have two cups. Now you want to rinse those off when you get inside, so get your colander ready. Rinse your basil leaves off and set them in the colander, kind of toss them around with your fingers to get the extra water off, and then you can lay them out on paper toweling to um, absorb that water off. All together, you're going to need for your recipe the two cups of cleaned fresh basil leaves, two tablespoons of pine nuts or walnuts. If you don't have pine nuts or you don't want to shell out the big bucks because pine nuts are pretty expensive, you can substitute walnuts, which works just fine. So two tablespoons of pine nuts or walnuts, uh, two large cloves of garlic or more if you like a lot of garlic. I actually had this really giant garlic that I got from our local farm markets, Berduti's. And oh my gosh, it was, it's huge. So I used three huge cloves of garlic, which would be like six cloves of garlic regular. Ah, you know, a head of garlic. You know what they say? If a little garlic's good, a lot of garlic's better. Um, you also need a half cup of olive oil and get good olive oil. Organic olive oil is the best to get because it's less likely to be diluted with canola oil or something. So get yourself some good olive oil. You're going to need a half cup. You're going to need a half cup of freshly grated Romano cheese or just regular grated Romano cheese if that's what you have. 
You also need either a food processor or a blender. Okay. So what you're going to do is put your two cups of fresh basil leaves and your two tablespoons of either pine nuts or walnuts into the food processor and pulse them until they're smooth. Pretty smooth. Depending upon the way your unit is designed, it may not chop up the nuts as quite as finely as you'd like, but they they'll be they'll be just fine. You don't want them in big pieces, but you're going to be processing this so much that they should be chopped up pretty well. Okay. Once you get those to a pretty smooth state, you're going to add your garlic cloves. And what you want to do is cut your garlic cloves up into like half inch pieces and drop them in so they'll chop up better and just pulse your garlic cloves until they're fairly well blended. And then you're going to turn your food processor or blender on I would say, I don't know, my food processor only has one setting, so you can't do multiple settings, but my blender has a lot of settings. So I'm going to say I would put the blender on the puree setting to be the most effective for this. Um, And what you want to do is while your food processor is running, you're going to very, very slowly drizzle your olive oil into it in a very small stream. And this takes a while. So you don't, you just want to just a very fine stream in there because you want to be able to have your olive oil whipped up within the combination of basil, pine nuts, and garlic that you have going. Your, your olive oil is going to be whipped up within that. So that's why you want to drizzle it so slowly. And there's a word for that, but I can't, I, I just. Aerating? Or... Uh, no, uh, emul- emulsifying. Is it emulsifying? I don't know if it's emulsifying. I think it's emulsifying, but I'm not positive. It's probably, I'm probably using it incorrectly. Anyway. I mean, either way, you want to get air in it. Yeah, so you want to whip. just real oily. Yeah, you want to whip it up really good. So just a very fine stream, very slowly, slowly drizzled in. Once you get that. And you can stop your food processor every minute or so and scrape the sides down. Make sure that everything is being incorporated. Once you have every that olive oil completely in, then you're going to take your cheese, your fresh Romano cheese, and add that and let that blend in. And then add a half teaspoon of salt and a fourth teaspoon of pepper. You can also add red pepper flakes if you like a little heat. You can add just a pinch of red pepper flakes, not very many, maybe like a fourth teaspoon, but not too many, and whip that all up. Okay, once you have it all whipped up, remove it from your processor to a glass bowl and cover it and set it aside. That's your pesto. Your pesto is done. So you can do with it whatever you please, whatever you like to do. It's wonderful on cheese ravioli, good on tortellini. You can spread it on bruschetta and, you know, put some little diced tomatoes and a little bit of cheese on it for a topping. It's wonderful. But what we're going to do is we are going to use it to make pesto chicken and pasta. Okay, now for the cooking your chicken and your pasta for this recipe. I just did two chicken breasts with mine. And a pound of spaghetti because when you when you make the chicken breast, you're going to slice them into pieces. So it actually was the right amount. Okay, so I would say two four to six ounce chicken breasts for this recipe, and leave them whole. 
and you're going to need a pound of regular spaghetti, which is the fatter spaghetti. And I, you know, that they it's used to number regular spaghetti, regular right? spaghetti. Yes. Just not angel hair. Yeah. Not angel hair. And there used to be numbers on it, but they don't have like the huge variety of spaghetti unless you go to a really good Italian store. They don't have the huge variety. So regular old fat spaghetti that nobody seems to like anymore. <laughs> or linguine. You can also use linguine noodles in this, and that would work really well, too. And you're going to need a skillet to cook the chicken in and a pot of boiling water to cook the pasta in. So here we go. I would recommend starting your chicken breasts and getting them going and then putting your pot of water on for your pasta. What I did, I took about two to four tablespoons of the pesto and I took a rubber scraper and spread it on both sides of the chicken breasts. Then I let them sit on a plate for a moment, um, maybe about five moments actually, <laughs> and it kind of like stuck to them. It, it sticks to them when you do that. Just let it sit a little bit. While you're doing that, Heat up your skillet and put about two tablespoons of olive oil into it to get ready. Now, you want to do this on medium heat because what we're going to do is brown the outsides of our chicken breasts up and get them ready to be cooking while you're cooking the pasta. So you just want to like sear it before you... Not exactly. So what we're going to do... Place your chicken breasts in your skillet, and when they start to sizzle, flip them. And you're going to flip them about every three minutes for 12 minutes. So put them on one side, let them cook a little, flip them to the other side. You don't want them to get too brown, and you don't want them to get tough by just sitting there and cooking on, you know, you want to keep them moving and you want to cook them fairly evenly. So you're going to just keep flipping them about every three minutes for 12 minutes. And then once you flip them four times, it's hard to keep count. So I just did the timer because I'm like, well, I don't know how many times. Once you get them uh, flipped four times, you're going to turn your heat down to low and cover the pan. And we're going to go by temperature on these. So we want to check the temp on them and they're done when they hit 170 degrees. So just use your temperature probe and check them every now and again. Check your temperature. Once you get them going, get your pan filled and put it on another burner and start to get your water boiling because it takes about the time of the water boiling to get to the chicken. Cook your pasta according to package instructions. And then before you drain it, remove one cup of the pasta water from the pan, just put it into a measuring cup with a ladle, you know, and set it aside because you're going to need that to put this together. When your pasta's done, drain it and rinse it. I know there's a big debate on do you rinse the pasta, do you not rinse the pasta? I like to rinse pasta because I think it's very starchy if you don't. But don't forget to save your one cup of starchy pasta water because we're going to need that. Now, when you've dumped your pasta into the strainer to let it drain, you're going to take that pan and set it on a heat-proof surface and put your pesto into the pan because it'll still be pretty warm. Put all your, your extra pesto from coating your chicken into the pan. Add a half a cup of that starchy water and blend it well with your pesto and then take your pasta and put it into that 
pesto in the pan and turn it to coat it, turn it to coat it. It takes a good bit of turning and flipping. I have this little pasta grabber thing that looks like a ladle with teeth, I guess you would say. And I used that and I kept turning it and turning it to make sure it was well coated. Once I had it pretty well coated, I set a lid on that pan and just set it on the warm stove top in the back. Then I got my chicken. My chicken was done at about the same time as this pasta was ready. I put my chicken on a plate, made sure the temperature was 170, put it on a plate and sliced it into like one inch thick slices. So I got about I don't know, five slices out of each chicken breast. I took my pesto and I I have a big flat pasta dish, but you can use this in any big bowl or even a platter. Put your pasta on your dish and then arrange the chicken around the side of it. I'll have a picture on my Facebook page of how I did this and serve it. And it was really, really good. It's really very good. It's pretty simple and doesn't take very long to make. I want to say the whole thing maybe took me about 30 to 40 minutes to do. And back to the pesto recipe, the great thing about pesto is you can make it and freeze it. It freezes really well. So if you have a lot of basil, you can make a large batch of pesto and put it into a container that holds about two cups because you get just about Um, I want to say you get almost two cups of pesto out of this recipe, but put it into a container and put it in your freezer. And then when you want to make your recipe or whatever you want to make, you just pop that out and thaw it and it's ready to go. And it's very, very flavorful. And it's a little bit different, a different dish. Also, I should add when you have your uh, pesto and you're tossing it into the spaghetti If you need a little bit more moisture in there, you have that other half cup of, you know, you can add that starchy water as needed to kind of, you know, blend it in. But I think you'll enjoy this. It's pretty simple, pretty simple recipe, good recipe, very tasty. I really liked it a lot. It's great leftover too. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.